0: So, this podcast is basically introducing overall training and what it's about. Um, It's so funny the way I came up with overall training. I basically was, um, I'm a trade school teacher, and I've been teaching for about uh, five to six years at um, a corporate trade school, and what I I have experienced was basically um, being able to Uh, sit inside of a group with um, I'm sorry Uh, I guess I said the wrong thing I was able to have the experience of working with individuals from the age of 18 to 50 years old and and maybe even a little higher than that and uh, that experience helped teach me a lot about uh, my community and my community I mean as in um, black, the school is predominantly black and um, these students paid financial aid to um, go to school. They wanted a change. They just wasn't sure how they was going to get there. And um, what I have seen was a lot of turmoil. I've seen a lot of um, energy. I've seen a lot of trauma. I've seen a lot of um, just things that was going on inside the urban community i always told my co-workers and everyone else around me that um you know for us to understand that what we were experiencing there as trade school teachers for post-secondary schooling was um just a, a a snapshot of what was going on inside the community and um that was that was just basically an educated guess so um back to how overall training came to play um you know after a couple of years of, of dealing with that type of environment with people that you know some of our students got killed uh some of them are, were truly poor some of them didn't have homes most of them didn't have transportation sneakers clothing uh pens pencils book bags a lot of them couldn't read through two paragraphs and um you know it started becoming frustrating um but however you know we I just were blessed to have the staff that I had around me, you know, my coworkers, because we rolled up our sleeves and we fought with, you know, our students. And I seen progression. I started to see hope inside of them. I started to see a lot of them, you know, decide that they wanted something more. And it, it took us to go outside of what we were there or what we were paid to do, which was teach dental assisting. We had to teach life skills. We had to teach goal development. We had to motivate them. We had to be mothers, aunts, sisters, cousins, nephews, nieces to our students. We had to be everything for them during that time that they were there. And a lot of them, you know, some of them made it and some of them are still pushing to make it. So um, I was like, what can I do that's more, that's outside of the normal walls of a corporation, of a trade school? What what can I do? And um, as I was going outside one day uh, on a lunch break and... I went out the side door and out of nowhere a vision came to me and I, I seen a building and it wasn't clear what was inside that building as of yet. It was just a building and I was there and um, by the time I came outside and went back up for my break my pen just started writing and when I looked down it was a proposal and it's basically was a training facility um, for the urban um, environment that can be obtainable and reachable, where they can just walk to get to school if they needed to. Um, A model. It was a model for a trade school or a model for a training school. And um, it's basically overall training, Uh, not just in a specific trade or a specific field, but that overall training that an individual would need in life. That, that, you know, I come from an era in the 80s where a lot of uh, us, you know, our generation came from parents that were on drugs. You know, it was a big crack academic during that time. Um, AIDS was at an all-time high in the 90s and You know, it was a lot of violence and, you know, you it was a time when you could walk outside and you'll see the ground littered with crack vials. And I thought about it. Wait a minute. You know, 80s babies are normally is what you could be considered generation Y or the class of the maniliums. We just were so blessed that at the very beginning of our life, you know, from ages one to about eight, we got to experience some of the luxuries of the 70 babies, you know, the old cartoon shows and things of that nature. What we endured was a lot of trauma, like what Meek Mills was talking about, you know, when he called us the Oodle Noodles babies. He was absolutely correct about that. So we are in a recuperating stage or in a uh, process right now where, you know, we, we are struggling to make it. And, you know, I was able to have the resilience, but um, my life wasn't peaches and cream. So um, when I thought about overall training and what was needed truly in order for um, a generation of people to be empowered in order to make it to the next level, um, how could I take what I've done inside of that building um, or what worked for my students that were basically written off? How can I take that, capture it and put it inside of a facility where it was It would be without boundaries. It would be without, you know, um, a a corporation looking over your head and and, um, just using uh, people for uh, bare numbers of retention. So um, that's when I came up with the school or the training um, nonprofit training facility where people won't be into debt trying to make a way. I went to dental assisting school through a welfare program. And I didn't have to pay for it. It was free. And from the dental assistant school, I was able to become um, a dental assistant. i I'd done research at the University of Pennsylvania. I um, worked in numerous dental offices and even became a manager and a lead assistant off of that. And then from there, I became a teacher. And now I'm here developing my own training facility. So it can be done. It's being taught or being trained in a way where um, you are able to harness what you are good at and be profitable or not struggling or not feeling like you have to fit within a certain criteria of people in order to succeed. I have done very bad trying to um, fit out of a mold of what people felt like success was. I was not a good follower in the sense of acting like something I'm not. Um, you know, I used to practice in the mirror of how to talk white or how to speak proper. And, you know, I I basically held in a lot of my thoughts and um, purposely held back myself from creating an opinions because I wanted to be able to blend in. And it never worked for me. It never, I never blended in. So, and I feel like that's a lot of, issues that we're facing now with the generations that you know with all the violence and the crime and the struggle and the poverty that's going on in the city of Philadelphia is the fact that we are struggling to try to blend in and when you struggle to try to blend in you start harnessing resentment you start feeling like you're not empowered and you start feeling um like you're stupid because you don't comprehend on a level that People will want you to comprehend on. And honestly, what I'm starting to believe is that level is basically meant to slavery. Being able to comprehend on a mentality of being a slave is very hard. When you were told since you were young that you were in a uh, uh, United States of America or in Philadelphia or anywhere in America where we were supposed to be. The land of the free, the home of the brave, the American dream. But then when we go into our relative work fields, regardless if it's a cashier or a lawyer or if it's a teacher or if it's a doctor, as a black person, um, even with having those credentialing, you still have to, in a sense, put on a mask in order to succeed. And that is mental slavery. It's having those boundaries there. And um, I say that because I have had CEOs that were white, and I'm not a racist. You know, I love everyone. But I had CEOs that were white that had tattoos. They rolled up their sleeves and they went outside to smoke cigarettes. And nobody judged them for this. I don't had co-workers that were doing some things with students that weren't judged and honestly were left and came back. But then I had some co-workers that were black that... You know, we're thrown under the bus and we're fired for things that they have done that was nowhere near of a greater impact as what the opposite race have done. So there is a real struggle with um, our people, specifically black folks, specifically um, the urban community. That is uh, going uneducated. And I always say that, you know, I'm surrounded by a lot of uneducated geniuses. Um, uneducated in the sense of you need education in order to appease or in order to get a job, you need a degree, right? You need that credentialing in order to get somewhere. But in my community, from what I'm seeing, um, cognitively or in a sense of common sense, They're intelligent. They know how to survive. So how can I help take someone who knows how to survive and teach them how to succeed? And what success will look like for them, not what success will look like for everyone else.